Sim acting all curious, even though he knows he's gonna get something. What? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> don't go assuming stuff, dude. <laughs> don't go assuming stuff, man. <laughs> the only way you know is if I announce it or I get a tag, right? Which I don't have right now, so. Yep. You don't know shit, social buddy. <laughs> you don't know you it. You don't make it without my tag right now. The red amber aura hidden in the thicket on that distant horizon had continued to hold the Pathfinder's attention. Without even realizing it, he had already completely packed his bags and stocked his provisions. Was it something ominous that resided in that thicket? He could only think to himself, adventure calls, and he would indeed answer. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg, joined by my returning Pathfinders today. Welcome back, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, our favorite murder slash social bunny Fazel's here. Greetings. With a little <laughs> grinding. The murder bunny teeth. No, I don't see them, though, man. I don't see them today. It's just an in-game <laughs> thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's an in-game thing. I forget. That doesn't work in real life. Apologies, everybody. How we mm. been doing, fam? How's it been? How's your week been? Doing my thing. Yeah, so far, yeah. Crazy, crazy busy, but hey, and enjoying our weekly discussion. Hell yeah. (laughs) Also, uh, welcome to everybody here in chat. Much love to you all. Uh, Now, before we get dug in too too deeply today, we're going to give a big shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, the community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to all the Imperial Flames here, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community and this stream's flames bolstering greater week after week. It's much appreciated, friends. And, yo, we are about a week. We're less than a week out. We're like, what, five days roughly out, right, till Alpha 1. Um, we do not have, we don't have any iTunes reviews today. Although I do understand something pretty profound is going to happen when we hit to 100, which we're about a quarter of the way there. We're at 25, if not mistaken. So if you haven't already given us a vote of confidence over on uh, iTunes, you can go to the Ashes Pathfinder Twitter at Ashes Pathfinder without an S, just Pathfinder at the end. And uh, pinned to the top of our uh, Twitter, you can see the uh, pinned tweet with the iTunes link. And if you click on that, go over there, give us a review. Five stars if you believe in us. Leave us a comment if you'd like. We'll read it on the show. Also, you can uh, call in at one five three nine six six four six eight zero one, and we'll play that here uh, on the show as well. And also, if you want to shoot some mail to us, our Pathfinder Grunt will get that to us at some point in time in the future, and you can send that over to ashespathfinders at gmail.com, friends. Um, got some updates before we get dug into today's podcast and some of the primary focal points on the agenda today. Um, one of them is that Ashes HQ, which we talk about all the time, doesn't have a lot of updates to it right now. But the reason for that is we are curated by community, focusing on guides, builds, things of that nature, theory crafting, all of that stuff, right? 
And uh, I did announce, I think last week on the show and also on Twitter, which I need to get the Twitter link and I will link it in chat right now. So if you're here on Twitch watching and you want to, you want to spread the love, spread the word, there's a Twitter link right there and you can share that. And that's essentially our promo saying, yo, we are looking for content creators. This is not the official content creator for Ashes of Creation. Okay. This is not the same thing. We're just a community website. This is, I don't work for Intrepid. All right. Um, none of that, right? This is not for Ashes of Creation. This is a community team around the website that we lead here uh, at AshesHQ.com. And this allows us to kind of cultivate our resources, community members, and put together a really good set of guides and just informative um, content to really help all of the Ashes of Creation community. Um, so you're going to notice as we're going into Alpha 1 and beyond, things are going to really start to kick off over there. Um, and I am really happy to announce now you've seen him here on the show before half tilt couldn't be here again today. Um, he he's got stuff work related. That's really kept keeping him away for now, but we do expect to see him again in the near future. Look forward to having him back on. And uh, with that being mm -hmm. said, the first team member to the ashes HQ team is actually half tilt. So we're bringing him on board. You're going to see the announcement and promo coming yeah. real soon. Yeah, definitely look forward to the things he's going to be covering. He's got his own specific cutout. Um, and that's kind of what we're looking for is people covering different things. Also, I got a couple community members who are interested in helping to curate content. Um, I'm not going to say what that is yet, uh, but I know Gruntag's working on some things. And uh, um, might have a couple other people unannounced right now that are going to help as well. So really looking forward to just bringing together all of our resources, community members, and just really having a thriving domain to really not only showcase content of the creators, but help all of them synergize their content and their communities and give them a really good place to go for the Ashes fam. And um, of course, that's where this podcast is at. So you're going to see a lot of Ashes of Creation content over there. And I'm really, really excited for the things that are coming on the horizon here uh, for that domain. So really great things ahead, friends. Um, also, if you're interested in joining it, all you got to do is shoot me a DM on Discord or um, shoot me an email. They are in that tweet. So check that tweet. Also, you can check the uh, the Discord here, discord.gg forward slash Samorg. Join it. Go to the Ashes HQ uh, chat link or anybody here can help get you the info. Um, but anyway, that's it for the HQ. Let's take a look at a couple things that have come up. The APOC log. I'm giving a shout out to people. East Ruth. My editor, I'm going to tell y'all, we work really hard on these APOC logs, man. And we got an amazing thumbnail guy, helps put together really great thumbnails for these. Um, we work really hard on these. So I just wanted to say thanks to everybody. Literally all of the really awesome comments and uh, just like words of like affirmation around all these. We we put a lot into them. I would I would definitely say that these lore videos are by far the longest, uh, the bigger curated pieces to put together. And this particular APOC log, the champions that haunt us is by far the longest one and was the most work and uh, shout out to East for all of his editing and my lady uh, Ultramel who did some voice acting for this one. And we had Katie, one of our community members who did the voice acting on the last one. Um, so really a shout out to all them community members who helped to kind of like contribute to this upcoming game guide just in time for the uh, Alpha One, we're going to be doing another game guide here in the community around player agency. So definitely go over to the uh, YouTube channel, check that out. It'll be coming here soon. If you didn't check out the last one over the game pillars, that one's up as well. Um, so there's that. And as we say all that stuff, friends, um, 
one final shout out. Happy Mother's Day because we're streaming on Mother's Day here in the U.S. So I'm giving a shout out to my mom, who's awesome. My fiance, who's a mom. Ultra Mel, she's awesome. And to all the other moms in this community, in the Ashes of Creation community, or the Ashes fam, or the Pathfinder community here, shout out to all of you awesome moms who rock it. Give the best you got for your kids. It means a lot to all of us who have mothers. And that's what all of us. So just saying, unless you're like so from another planet. Already for you. For you. Okay. Yeah, for you. It's it, it, it <laughs> for you. And some, well, maybe, maybe for you. What, what time is it where you're at right now? I mean, it's 1 16 a.m. So for you, it is. So it's kind of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got Belated then. Belated. I mean, no, no, I mean, no, no. I mean, uh, no. If it was yesterday, we had Mother's Day before oh, around really? March, didn't we? Um, no, not, not here in the U S anyway, maybe it's different other countries. I'm, I'm U S based. So I'm speaking for the U S people where that's our holiday today. Yeah. I can't speak for murder bunnies or people in other countries. I don't really know, you know, about all that. I know it was yesterday in New Zealand, so there's that, but yes. And to some people it's, you know, some people celebrate new year, you know, um, like Noru's has celebrated in spring. Anyway, this is not a talk about all that. Okay. Okay. Back on track. It's Ash is a creation <laughs> show. We'll talk about just a shout out to all the moms out there. Let's talk about the things that have, um, well, we got a release of cosmetics, but not just all the normal things for these cosmetics, right? What else did we get? This is the Brian and bounties package month for, for May. We had, as discussed on the fifth of last week, right? On the fifth, the new cosmetics went live, if you're not aware. Mm -hmm. And what did they announce during the last live stream, friends? That on May 5th, Alpha One pre-order packs would be going back up. And we yep. discussed the whole, you know, are they gonna be called intrepid packs? They're gonna be similar, whatever. They're called adventure packs this time around, friends. Right? What a perfect, what a perfect name, right? Adventure calls us today's show and adventure packs we're talking about. It almost seems meant to be, but anyway, it's fine. I'll just back that up. <laughs> I like when things online, it's nice. <laughs> I mean, they kind of had to make a different name for each pack now. Yeah. <laughs> Kickstarter mm. pack, they had the summer packs. Now you got the adventures. I call uh, those. <laughs> uh, Wembley and chat's like I call those cosmetics coral fever dream. <laughs> uh that's that's dope. Yo, but if you uh if you got in on this uh, adventures pack, you got alpha one test phase access. Now here's the important note. Now overall these cosmetics are very you know under the sea kind of vibing things. They're like coral and you know jellyfish and all that He's stuff. Wonder. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? We needed wandering mist here. <laughs> oh, good, do good point. Yeah, that, that. So we didn't get like a mount for this one. We got like um, what was it? It was a pet and a hat. That that jellyfish thing's like a hat. There's like a shoulder cosmetic. There was like you know the outfit. There was a really cool little like waterfall feature sort of thing for like a freehold. Um, and and then there was like the boat that was like a seahorse sort of vibing uh boat. Which I was like, the cells were like paper though. It kind of was weird. It didn't really seem to match. But um, that pet was pretty cool. I, I dug the pet and I dug the uh, the water feature for like the freehold. But aside from so, 
Oh no! Said so someone the said clip it in chat. Of... What do you mean, Prismian? Yeah. Don't clip it! Don't clip it! Don't clip it! Right. The cells are made of seaweed. Fine. <laughs> you but, know, would have been cool if they look more like the ground is actually a mount, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking. Oh, at I'm it sorry. Here. Yes, my bad. Not a not a hat. It's a mount. My bad. It's like yeah. that that uh that's like that um what you call it one that we saw before the geode one that they showed recently. It reminds mm. me of that one. Yeah. Yeah, I apologize. It's a jellyfish mount. I wonder mm-hmm. I wonder how many people like have really waited for this particular theme. It didn't really vibe a ton for me. Um, but you know, I got like I think I got a three of them. I only get the ones I think I'd actually use. And sometimes the mounts are just so ridiculous, you gotta have it like the snorse mount, remember? Mm-hmm. The snail mm-hmm. horse. I was like, dude, that is I just want to see what that looks like rendered, honestly. <laughs> I just want to see. I want to see what that one looks like rendered. If you don't know about that, that was like what last was it? Um was it like summer or fall or somewhere in there? I think it was like anyway. Yeah, that was the one that had like the Nikwa dwarf sort of vibe and like coastal uh, vibe going mm-hmm. on. I think I think Wondering Miss talked about wanting to wear the kilt slash uh skirt thing. No, or was that mm-hmm. didn't he? The yeah. sea the seaweed. Seaweed, yes. The seaweed, sorry. It's seaweed. I have to have to be accurate in my descriptions. You know, sometimes I don't get it all yes. right. I am human after all, right? So I mean, but um, yeah. Overall, the big the big takeaway though. Now this is the part of the adventure pre order pack that really like stood out the most for me, you guys. Was and I do you remember when we talked about this? We were like, hey, when do we expect the people that get these pre order packs um are going to be able to get in? Shocker, shocker. I thought maybe in June or something like that. No, 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 no. The adventure pre-order package, I'm reading this verbatim, okay? The adventure pre-order package includes access to both NDA and non-NDA Alpha 1 testing. Very important piece here. Testing periods may be delayed or suspended and do not represent the final game. Do not purchase Alpha 1 access if you are looking to play a finished game. Testing will require your feedback and patience. Testers with the adventure pre-order package can join in our NDA spot testing our Alpha 1 preview from May 14th through May 21st and the Alpha 1 test from June 1st through June 30th. Those two pieces right there, the three things actually that really stood out to me was, okay, you're getting into the NDA testing, you're getting into the May testing, and you're getting into the June testing. And that was way more than I I think any of us around here were actually anticipating. Shocked. Yeah. But pleasantly. Yeah, they're definitely going going all out for mm-hmm. that that was a, mm-hmm. a pleasant surprise just shows yeah. a little bit of confidence honestly it does well, a lot of confidence but uh it does uh it does bode bode well at least from an aspirational standpoint yeah. i think they're mm-hmm. they're shooting for the moon yeah. once again i mean i could see a like it is a positive thing um in your guys's way i also see it a positive positive way in a sense of Oh, if they come around the non-NDA part, uh, I mean, uh, NDA part, they get to see and don't instantly lash out. They, they, they can keep it, uh, try to understand it more, I guess, in that type of sense. But, yeah. And there's no, not that big of a difference between non-NDA and That's a lot of people to onboard, though. I was actually really surprised that they huh? included that. It is it does show confidence, though, to me too. Mm-hmm. It does. It you know, I mean, the main thing though is just 
Wow, dude. I mean, I'm excited because I've been talking about this specifically for a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, look at this. So there's actually a good point. I'm reading this in chat. I just joined, but I think WoW TBC release is rushed. So classic servers. They are, what is that? They're actually going to be aligning with the same day too, right? Or right around that same time. Yeah. And actually, there's some other games I think are aligned around that same time too. So, I mean, oh, it is June 1st. Okay, see? Wow. So there's uh, some competition there. There's indeed competition. Mm -hmm. Definitely have competition there. There's a lot, but you know, but I don't know, man. I I don't know about I mean, the class. It's, it's 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 bound to happen. Yes, absolutely. But, is. Like, Ashes of Creation has been gathering a lot of traction. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Mm -hmm. And uh, and companies big as Blizzard will soon take notice. It's a, it's a threat to them essentially. No, if you're not paying attention yeah. to your potential competition, you're doing something wrong. And Blizzard yep. and uh, these other companies, they don't they 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 pay attention, man. I've seen them plenty mm -hmm. of times align things purposefully, and sometimes just you know, I mean, you try to do that, don't you? You try to keep your audience, and you try to keep them there with you, and you keep them engaged, and you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you I saw a comment in chat about you know <clears throat> Ashes having a very different audience, there's a lot of people though that are playing world of warcraft that this game also appeals to you got to think about big the big game the game changers which you think about like asmongold and people like that who like asmongold's got a very specifically world of warcraft audience i mean that's a very big part of his audience right so and if he's here talking about the game and interested in playing it and all these people are like checking it out and they're you know talking about it too i've seen a huge influx last year from the summer all the way up until now, I have seen a lot of people both on social media and, um, you know, um, here in, in our discord and on the ashes discord and all that stuff. I've seen plenty of people talking about like waiting to get away from world of Warcraft and play ashes. So I do wonder, you know, if, if all of these things align that way and you've got like this classic release and you've got like whatever other games might be doing the same thing. Which actually, The Elder Scrolls Online has early early June. I don't know if it's like the fourth or something, somewhere in there. Um, but that that audience is very. That's one of those audiences that's very. I think I don't know if I'd say, I don't know if I'd say it's tribalist, but it's definitely very much an Elder Scrolls audience in a lot of ways, and they're very devoted. Um, mm -hmm. But I've seen more people that have come into the fold of the Ashes community that have been probably more World of Warcraft, I would say, oriented than anything. That's just my experience. I see a lot of people talking about Lineage 2 and other games as well, though. But I see way more people talking about World of Warcraft than I do anything. That's just through my experience, though. Um, so I do wonder, you know, if there was a choice, if they would, what way they'd actually like teeter-totter. Um, you know, and I see this right here, too. Like, wow, I was just, in, this is coming from Lauren Rose in chat, right? Uh, WoW's just coming to the end of a great run, and AOC is definitely the front runner to feed that need. I think I think Ashes of Creation is a, a front runner for a lot of different communities who are looking for the the game, right? But then we talked about that hype and excitement element too already previously. Mm -hmm. but... mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, we'll have a long way to go. <laughs> we do. It's a very good point. We got quite a ways to go still. Uh huh. 
I am wondering, you know, how many people are pretty excited about the cosmetics. And if you end up listening to this later on the podcast places, if you end up watching this on YouTube, any of that stuff, you catch it over on Patreon or wherever you end up checking this out. I am really curious how many people here have bought into Alpha One. Now, I know some people in my own community, in my guild uh, here that are just Ashes fam that are hanging out even in our Discord community around the Pathfinder podcast and all that. I've seen a good number of people like in chat right there, Wembley, boom, right there. I've several <laughs> people that are getting into it. I've actually made a poll. The poll is only up for 24 hours. Um, I actually posted on uh, the YouTube, the Ashes YouTube that I run. Uh, sorry, the Community Ashes YouTube channel for the content I curate. It's my channel, but it's only Ashes now. And that one, I put a poll up and... I actually saw more people both between the Twitter post and poll and that poll that have said they are not planning on playing. And a good number of them saying it's either because of financial reasons or it's because they want to wait to see, which is completely fair either way. Now, I know my fiance, she got into it. We were really excited about that. Some people in my guild got into it. I'm excited because I'm never of the mind like, Oh, I had I had Kickstarter and I'm the only one that should get to play alpha like that doesn't work to me like that idea of like gatekeeping an MMO to me is just super toxic and unhealthy and it just it's no good for the community as a whole. Um, and it's it's that idea of like tribalism that I kind of really don't like personally. Um, I personally don't like it. Like I want as many of my friends that have gathered around our central flame here, as many of those people that I can go run with, the better, the more people to venture with, to go run around with, to meet and game, to catch up with, to, to merge and like, Hey, Hey, like my group of friends are running around and yo, we are too. Oh, you guys got a couple groups going. Oh, you do too. Awesome. Yo, you want to go kill that dragon? Like these are the kinds of experiences that I'm like, hell yes, let's go. That's the stuff I look <laughs> forward to. You know, and the idea of like this tribalist, you know, kind of like perspective that we've seen before. It never happens though. Mm. I don't want to be the sacrificial lamb. I, I, I don't want to be that. Nope. That's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, but, you know. <laughs> no yeah. bunny sacrifices today, gents. Not today. <laughs> Basil's like, I'm not the one, son. I'm not the one. Not me. Oh my gosh, dragons in your own homeland. I saw that prison, man. I see that reference. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, I'm I'm excited, man, because I get to go run with, you know, my lady, my guild. There's a lot of guild members that joined after like around last summer up until now. And those people, they didn't have Alpha One access, man. So the fact that some of them are getting into it, it's just really great, man. Like I'm stoked about that. Um I'm just really excited about it. Um, but yeah, I guess like overall, like the, you know, these like cosmetics that came out, I don't really have too much to say. They overall didn't vibe for me. I got a few of them. I only get the ones that I would probably really use on a character I've come up with or, you know, something like that. But the, uh, there was another really big announcement that was um, coming up. We didn't know exactly how it's going to play out or any of that stuff, but friends, the, Official content creator team, or sorry, official content creator program has rolled out. They are accepting applications, right? They are, um, yeah, they're they're working to help these individuals gain visibility. 
to help grow their communities, to assist them through direct content through, you know, or sorry, um, direct contact through the team and everything. I'm going to link this right now in our chat, as well as some of the other things like the uh, APOC log that I mentioned and we chat about. I'm going to go ahead and post all these things in chat right now. And, um, you know, the, they, they made a focus between their application form and on this post right here of really stating like, hey, this isn't something that's really specifically about your numbers. It's not specifically about, um, you know, the number thing. Like they're, they're going to be getting people in that are like large or small. They really are focusing on, you know, I think the quality of the content, which to me is a good thing. Quality over quantity is something that I really appreciate. Um, it's something that's very foundational to myself as an individual, uh, myself as a creator, myself as a community leader. Um, as a guild leader, these things tie into me foundationally. Um, so seeing that, that that's their focal point, it's super, super good to see. Um, and you know, that basically they're just wanting to see people that are consistently creating content for the game that, you know, are essentially going to be good brand ambassadors for a tribute studios and ashes of creation, um, which is as it should be. Um, and there's a lot of like the different program perks here. Like they're going to help promote your content. They're going to, uh, you know, have you unique referral, referral codes and subscription time, um, giveaway bundles that are more than likely going to be after release. Um, no pay to win stuff, obviously, is really going to be there. Um, you know, you're going to get your content free, uh, creator flag. You're going to get, um, you know, a lot of these different things that we've talked about before. Um, access to the private content creator program Discord and forums. Um, you know, some exclusive developer interviews. Um, you've got like an annual town hall event that you're going to be able to do with the developers. Um, if you get accepted in there, uh, high resolution images, which for further updates to using content creation, which I know that's going to be exciting because as a creator, like having stuff like that is just so helpful when you don't have to go pull it from resources like we've had to do for years now. Um, although to be fair, as a previous content creator, I can say that, you know, uh, they've given a given us like content kits before which was really nice um so that was really awesome um you know assistance with like overlay social media graphics and stuff which i saw that and i was like wow that's like pretty big i didn't really expect to see that one there and then of course like this one was like what and then more other things but this one right here was like ashes a creation theme package with shirts water bottle keyboard mouse mouse pad headset mic what <laughs> dude what that's like some yeah. serious swag dude that's like sick, dude. I was like reading I'm this. Let me get my ashes of creation water <laughs> bottle. Oh, I'm so thirsty. It's so important to drink water. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, uh, this stream is sponsored by. But if you're a brand ambassador, obviously, right? Yo, and I see, uh, I see Aloha and Chad. What's up, homie? She's uh, been on this podcast before, right? Um, content creator here on Twitch. Good to see you, friend. I hope you're doing well. <laughs> Man, dude. But, you know, there's a lot of really great things on the horizon. I'm actually really happy of this. Like, I, I'm not an official content creator right now, man. We, Everybody's, you know, it's starting fresh. I think the fresh start's important. Um, so I'm excited to see how this goes. I, You know, they did make the note, like, yo, hey, a lot of people are going to be applying. It might take a minute, so bear with us. And I expect that they're going to have a lot like a lot of submissions to go through. And if you're looking mm -hmm. at a quality over quantity perspective, yeah, patience is going to be very important, man. Very important. Um, but yeah, 
So I'm curious, man, if you, if you watch this podcast, listen to it, all that, I know there's other people that I know that are content creators that, you know, I think would be really great ambassadors for the game and the community. And, um, there was a focus that they said there, you know, which was we're working to really try to bolster and grow the, the greater ash of the creation community. We want people that are going to be good, you know, people that are, you know, front runners to help do this. Um, so that to me was just like really good. That's, uh, for me in my own kind of like ethics and my own values and stuff, I couldn't have really hoped for anything better than that. Um, I, I am kind of wondering though, if we'll see some similar things I've seen other creative programs do, but I'm going to, I'm going to shelf that for a second. What do you, what do you guys think of this new program? Like, what are your thoughts on it so far? And same for the community watching or listening too. I'm I'm really excited about the program I and mean, I think they've really laid out some kind of really specific and really important things for creators. I mean, all the assistance I think is fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited uh, about the town hall event um, as well. I mean, that just feels like, again, um, a way to connect with the developers and and being able to access um, developers for interviews. I think, you know, we've had you know, the, the very honored benefit of being able to have Steven on more than a few times and just being able to talk to the other developers, I think is super exciting because um, as, as passionate and, and full of heart as Steven is, it would really be awesome to see some of the other developers behind the scenes and yes. talk to them about some specifics, especially as the game gets rolling, because that's going to be, you know, um, an opportunity for us to provide feedback and have them hear directly from the community for the content creators that are really like, you know, working, you know, building communities and, and so on. So I'm, you know, pretty stoked about the program. I think it's been a long time coming, but mm. obviously they spent their time putting together something that really has a lot of content for the content creators. Uh, and so I, mm -hmm. I think they're once again, um, I think they're doing a great job in yeah. terms of engagement with the community and the conduits of the community, too. And I think what was especially interesting, because I know in the past there has been some, I would say, unbaseless feedback around, oh, well, Steven's only talking to the big guys or et cetera, right? The fact that they're calling that out specifically to say, hey, numbers aren't necessarily as important as quality of content Absolutely. and dedication. I think that's fantastic um, because there's a lot of great content creators out there, um, you know, that Absolutely. maybe don't have as big of a fan base, yeah. but they're putting out some really great yeah. content mm -hmm. and yep. it's, it's go-to for the community. And, and in my opinion, in order for a content creator program to work, you need to be able to grow together. It's not just about, you know, wrangling in the big names. It's about creating a community. And that's not only in from the player-based perspective, but it's also from a content creator perspective too, because you want quality people in the content creator program. Because as you yeah. said, Sam, right? Yeah. They're the ambassadors. Exactly. Right? Definitely. And they, you know, they did make a note on there, I think, and if I'm not mistaken, when they kind of talked about in the beginning, right, they did talk about how um, they took feedback from their previous community members, you know, which Daedalus and I, like we were a couple of those, 
there were suggestions, you know, so like, you know, there, there wasn't really like a structure for how this was going forward. Like, you know, it was just kind of like they're getting some people in place that they recognize might, you know, might be a good brand ambassador, but there wasn't really like a structure in place. And because that was shared, I can share that. And yeah, it was, you know, definitely some feedback that we were given, you know, and, and it, I can say from my experience, I was very happy to see some of that feedback that I'd also voiced along with some others was taken in and actually considered. So, you know, like I said, I've never had a tribalist perspective in any of this. I, you know, uh, think that, you know, I'm kind of that whole when, you know, rising tide raises all boats sort of kind of guy, like, you know, it helps to bolster everybody, you know, if everybody's, you know, working to bolster the greater, greater whole as well, like it's good for everybody. And, you know, in terms of cultivating a healthy, positive community, I think of, um, you know, the Elder Scrolls online, whether you like the game or not, um, they have a really interesting dynamic that goes on there. And, um, you know, I'm hoping to get Margaret on sometime in the future. Like she's kind of, I've kind of been like, you know, we've had Steven on and stuff like that, but I've wanted to get her on for a while to talk about uh, specifically around the time this launched to talk about it some more along with like her journey since she's been on the team um, because it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fact that there have been some drastic changes to the way that this game is promoted on social media, how the streams have gone, how delivery of content around what they've been working on the studio has gone. I mean, clearly she has been a big influential piece to that along with some, many of the other people that have also been there, Lieutenant Toast. Uh, and so kind of talking to, you know, those individuals, at least from my perspective and going, Hey, so like, let's talk about the journey you've been on, like how, you know, what are some of the challenges you faced and like. Let's talk about some of the big changes that as a community member that myself and others can reflect on and be like, these are the things that, you know, maybe that we've really enjoyed seeing. Um, so like how, how did that, you know, how, how difficult was it to kind of get to that place that we're at now? Like, what was that journey like? Those, those are good conversation points, but most importantly, I think it could be a lot of fun to have her on sometime soon if I'm able to make that work, um, to where we can now talk about the content creator program. Cause I've seen people have asked questions around that um and i have a couple questions like are they planning on doing a team you know like eso has a stream team and they have a you know their team that you can see all of their you know their uh, stream team members on so if you don't know who the people are you can literally go to this team page and you can see all of them you can explore them you can check them out that's a lot of fun then whenever they do their live streams their uh stream team members all are like vips you know, so you got like the mods and the studio people and all that. And then you've got like these VIPs and those are all of the team members. And it's just like a really cool way to like acknowledge their people and also kind of like help them stand out. So like those are types of things that I've always seen that were really cool. So I'm curious, like if those are, you know, something like that's in the plans. Um, and some people are asking specific things like, uh, you know, hey, are, you know, um, are we going to, you know, are we going to see like drops and stuff like that in the future? Is that something planned, um, you know, around the creation team, also around the greater community? Because, um, yeah, so does something like the other games do that, too. It's kind of a cool thing. There's pros and cons to it, I think we could talk about. But, uh, you know, yeah. other people on social media are like, hey, um, what are they looking for? And they haven't really identified that. I think that's smart. Um, what do you guys think, though? I mean, I, I agree. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, they want to keep an open mind. They also want to be able to honor the content creators that have, you know, stayed mm -hmm. the course and and yeah. built, you know, their communities already. 
Um, I, I think it's a smart move. It, um, I, on the other hand, right, playing devil's advocate, I think yeah. some, you know, some may view that as, you know, not committing or maybe potentially giving them an opportunity to grandfather or show favoritism. I mean, end of the day, I, I think their intent is clear. They're looking for quality, not quantity, and they don't mm-hmm. want to bring, you know, folks into the content creator fold that aren't necessarily going to be good ambassadors for the game. And I don't mean that in the sense that that equals white knight, right? That they want to bring in. Definitely yeah. not. They want to I was bring about to people. ask you that actually. <laughs> yeah. They want to bring people in that can be honest with them, but do it in a constructive way. And that's one thing that I will say hmm. has been from day one. Now, granted, they haven't done everything the community asks. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody, they, they have to have a vision, right, that they stick to. And that's where I do respect them. But they have taken things where they have the flexibility to change. And when they see feedback from the community, from content creators, what have you, right, they've right. made changes. And I think that's the right kind of, you know, environment to create. Because if you start bringing in people that, you know, frankly, just don't add value. And I don't, again, I don't mean that as just, you know, stroking their ego as as a developer. They don't mm-hmm. add value by providing, you know, good discussion, good theory crafting, you know, something that helps move the conversation forward. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think it's going to not be a successful program because you're just going to end up, one of two things are going to happen. You're going to just gonna get something that's, really super toxic or something that's really not helpful because it's like, Oh guys, whatever you say is awesome. And we, you know, we love everything that you say. No, that, cause that is just as detrimental to a game that needs feedback. than you know, a negative destructive type of attitude, in my opinion. Yeah. You definitely agree with that too, for sure. Yeah. I think numbers for the sake of numbers. I just, I'm of the mind that this game is going to get way more attention than I think even they are aware of. I just feel it in my gut, dude. Like not just because of hype. I think hype is a reason, you know, I kind of always have this perspective around how tests and things of that nature tend to go. First of all, with what they've shared that we're probably going to be doing in alpha one, I'm like, wow, there's a lot to do right now way more than I expected there to be. Um, so you're going to be able to watch your favorite people curating content, live streaming and everything, doing all kinds of things. I mean, 200 quests, 200 plus quests, like world bosses, dungeons, leveling three to three, four, however many they plan. I mean, we know the three classes they've done previews for, which are what cleric tank and mage so far, mm-hmm. but we have not seen a fourth that they've promoted so far. So, whether or not we get another one, I don't know, man. We know three for sure are planned, um, which would bye, be really cool. Bye, 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 Bardo, that's so not happening, man. I, I don't think that's yeah, going to happen, Yeah, I mean, I'm there with you too, buddy, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know you are. Uh, look at it. They, they showed off the mage, the tank, the cleric. Who's else missing? Well, oh, there's the fighter. There is the fighter, so... You're yeah, not wrong, but... Why is so cliche? 
or the ranger because they already have like they have a ranged like a magic class they could have a ranged maybe physical class too you never know but yeah i would i would you know be stoked if they had bard in there i just don't i don't think it's very likely right i can dream too though i that would be cool i would agree dream on man (laughs) dream on i'm just kidding don't dream on but Look, dude, I I honestly, though, I just I think it would be super cool to get her on and like just talk about some of those questions. I would I would probably open another thread and be like, what questions do you have for Margaret or about the content creator program? Um, mm-hmm. I like that they're not like this is what we're looking for exactly, um, because I think it is important that they are selective. And they said, you know, probably more like a case by case basis. Um but I mean, consistency and quality and what your community's like, I feel like are probably big pieces to that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, would you represent the brand well? Um, those types of things. Um, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm looking forward to see who the chosen are. I really am. I'm very, very curious who, who the chosen people are because there's people that create a lot of content, but is it the kind of content you necessarily want, right? Sim acting all curious, even though he knows it's gonna get. Started. What? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> don't go assuming stuff, dude. <laughs> don't go assuming stuff, man. <laughs> the only way you know is if I announce it or I get a tag, right? Which I don't have right now. So, yeah, you don't know shit, social buddy. <laughs> You don't know it. Naked without my tag right now. (laughs) It is different though, but at the same time, I mean, you know, I don't know. It is, it is, it is like something I was, I was pretty proud of. I think mostly just because of the fact that, like, you know, more so because of the, the longevity of it all. You know, to me, Mm -hmm. to me, it's not the tag isn't really what's important. It's more of like, kind of like this affirmation that it holds this kind of like, um, you know, kind of like, it's almost like this mutual support element that I, I kind of viewed. It's like, you know, the role is there because it's someone that we, you know, whose content we're, you know, we're, we're happy to say, you know, is an official content creator. And like, to me, it means more that there's been three plus years of the show that we've got all these people hanging out right now that are actually chatting you know, that are hanging out here. It's the people that have been here along the way over the course of these years. Um, To me, that is the bigger piece. And then to get kind of like this affirmation of like, hey, we appreciate you kind of like, you know, kind of rally under our flag sort of thing. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So in a nutshell, you mean like a TripAdvisor review? These guys are great. (laughs) What is it with you today, huh? What is it with you today? Huh? Somebody's healthy the, the the murder bunny's eager, right? Eager for Alpha One, I feel like, right? Look at him. He's just like chip, chip, hop, hop. I don't I don't even know what to say, dude. What do what do, what the hell do we expect from you when you're playing an alpha? That's my question. Expect the unexpected. Yeah. That means watch your back. Somebody I mean to be fair. I need to watch my own back. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yo, look at this. Z says, I've been here so long. I remember your rage quit in APOC. Look, there were some moments I had to step away, but to be fair, 
I never really like rage quit the game because I streamed the absolute shit out of that game, dude. Oh, I got stream sniped. Yeah, okay. There was I, I actually killed the stream sniper several times until they had to bring like what was it like I don't even know how many people to actually hunt me down in solos, but it was more funny than anything. Yeah. That was a that was a mess though. The early days of APOC, dude. That was it was choppy. It was choppy. And then they had the second iteration, which was actually that was pretty cool. It was actually really good. Um, it was really clean. And then you get see if you played APOC though, the beauty the beautiful thing is we've seen it where people are like, oh, this is gonna help the big game you all are here for. But homies, if you if you go and you look at that stuff. And then you were to take a look at Alpha Zero and see what made its way into these current environments and gameplay and everything. I'm sorry, but it's there. It's there, dude. Right. And I could talk about that PI test that they that they shared, right? Because that's one I can talk about. And that that one in particular, I was like, wow, you can see that what they're actually trying to do here. This like merging of all of the data they collected and features that they had and how they're tying it in and trying to like have this like, you know, culmination of all the things in different places and put it together and try to make it actually work together. It was there. I mean, it's just, it's just a fact it was there. So it was really, really interesting to see that. And it's, you know, it definitely silenced a lot of the naysayers. Cause it's like, I'm sorry, man, <laughs> it's just there, dude. <laughs> if you even watch it, you can see the elements that have made its way over. Um, it's gonna be really cool to see how castle sieges make their way over because we didn't really get to see too much of that. That didn't actually make its way to be a playable thing for people. They were showcasing of it, but it's gonna be interesting to see. Like, so here's what we were working on there. Check it out. How's that gonna look like? It'll be interesting. There's been a lot of history, man, in this community. A lot of a lot of history already in the game has been development. And, you know, when I think about I, I think that the numbers are going to be greater than people think. I think that the veil being lifted, so to speak. And the people who have access to be able to showcase this to stream this and for people to watch their favorite streamers or just community members out there doing their thing, going on adventures. That's really awesome. And we have not seen that yet. We've seen APOC, we've seen their gameplay footage sessions, we've seen it shared, we've seen Alpha Zero shared, but we have not seen people in the community in the MMO environment running around playing. And I think that's got so much weight behind it that people are just waiting and the weight of it's going to, I think it's going to be big. I don't think it matters what other games are going on. I think people would tune in. Mm -hmm. Talking about what's coming up in a week now, you know, that's that's going to be big and that's going to set a bar too, isn't it? I think I think it's going to set a bar for what to expect in terms of people tuning in. What breaks and needs to be fixed. Um, what are the things do you think that's going to actually help measure you guys? Hmm. People watching too. I mean, I think it's. Go ahead, Basil. I need to... 
Oh, wow. Is that Faisal's contemplative state? Can someone clip that for me or something? That'd be great. I want that. <laughs> I think the biggest measure is going to be stability and like the fact that they've spent time like porting over code and they were very vocal about that. I mean, I think that was a pleasant surprise. It actually was a little bit bittersweet because I'm like, I didn't, I didn't get to test Siege. <laughs> but the fact that they are using that and being able to sustain larger player numbers, I think that to me is going to be a great measure. I mean, I'm expecting there's going to be a lot of bugs. Like, let's be honest, it's an alpha, like a true alpha, there's going to be mm -hmm. bugs. But I'm, I'm excited to see their progression because um, you made a really good comment there, um, Sim, from Alpha Zero to APOC, you know, 1.0 to APOC 2.0, there has been significant change within the game, right? More stability, you know, a lot of tweaks, and they have come a long way. Um, so I would definitely agree um, that that is, I'm expecting to see that too, as a measure to see what else, um, they've improved upon from previous uh and and also i mean i'm just excited that we're going to get some consistent more than a weekend testing time right. uh, for the actual mmo yes. um i yeah. think early on i wasn't that thrilled with the apoc announcement um i did get into it in apoc 2.0 and i did have a lot of fun um you know being honest uh and i didn't think i would because I'm not a BR player yeah. by nature, but I absolutely, you know, loved it. I loved, you know, the the spells and the uniqueness of them and just kind of being able just to get in and start running around in the environment. I probably got killed one too many times, you know, just looking at stuff and then, you know, getting you know, sniped in the head by somebody that just like, you know, knows what they're doing with the bow, but it was still pretty darn fun. And so I'm looking forward to yeah. how they're handling this. And I think a good measure is just going to be stability um, and being able to sustain the numbers. I think that's something they've been working really hard on. And so I would say that's, that's to me, the biggest measure that, that I would see coming into alpha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. APOC was fun. I'll admit it. I was at a point where I hated BR so much. I was tired of PUBG. I was tired of all these other damn bad BR games. It was like everything. The market was saturated with it. And then they were like, we're doing this. I'm like, ah, shit. I was like, I don't want to play a BR, but I want to check out Ashes more. So, and then I went in and I played it. And I was like, I actually can dig this. I actually, I actually, I enjoyed it. And I mean, I had, I had yeah. one particular stream where it was like 32 hours and that dude, do you guys know how many wins I had? I'm just bragging a little bit. Oh my God, dude. It was like almost back-to-back -back wins. And I just kept rotating community members. And then I would do solos. It was so good. I was like, how am I not failing epically at the end of 32 freaking hours, dude? I'm going to answer the question, right? Endurance, skill, and a lot of caffeine. <laughs> right? And then I went to bed and I was like, dude... And and I'm not bragging about the skill. I think if anybody just played it enough, you would you would gain the skill that it required to actually do that. To be honest, there were some people that were really not good. in my case. <laughs> oh no, really? 
<laughs> okay, I, was... I, 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 I marginally got better. I would say I marginally got better. But I probably didn't put as much time as you did. I definitely didn't put as much That's time. That's a good point. Did. I put a lot of time in, dude. I was streaming like what? I was streaming long hours, dude, 10, 12 hours easy, easily. And it was, but it was very did, satisfying. It was, it really, really was. I did two 24 hours. Did you really? Yeah. With APOC. Nah. And I played APOC from the beginning to the very last days of where a lobby was only four people. Essential. Dude, it was a lot of fun, dude. It really was, especially when they cleaned it up. And you know, I feel bad about it. I didn't play it as much towards the end because I was like, I figured it was still going to be there for a while. And then they were like, we're bringing them down. I was like, oh, no, dude. You know, I did. I felt bad a bit. I did. I was like, oh, no. And this is when it looks really good, too. They had like <laughs> definitely tuned the weapons. I mean, dude, there was so much that they collected. They clearly made mm -hmm. improvements on both from like mm -hmm. the way the server performed, the destructibles, the weapons, yeah. like they, they really did. They genuinely did. And it felt good for a BR game of its style. It, it just felt really good. And I was excited for the castle sieges. And remember how they were like, they did that test and we could talk about all that stuff and all that jazz. Remember mm -hmm. how I talked about it? Does anybody here remember what I said about that? To be fair, Sim, yes. the only thing that is a little bit of a counter-argument is basically they changed maps. Oh, they did. They it, made a smaller map, the Arithia, Arithia whatever. It was a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. It looked great, though. It looked really good, man. Yeah. I keep seeing Z's yeah, like, crying about awesome. wanting APOC back so bad. Look at that. I feel you, though. They've been crying about APOC since forever now. <laughs> Yeah, the smaller, <laughs> the smaller map looked good, but I did prefer the larger map. It just had more, I don't know, I think it's because it had different landmarks and it was kind of like, you definitely felt like they came, probably came and like pulled a bunch of different spots out of the world and put it into this little place. But the it was significantly like you could get enough, you could loot up quick, you know, you could run around, do your thing, finally get to the end. I was a storm rider. I like riding the storm, dude. I'd ride the storm sure. to the end, take people out on the way, get there, stealth myself in, and then I would totally third party that shit and win, dude. I'd usually get like, yeah, I, oh, I was a stealthy rogue. Yes, <laughs> I did. I would stealth. I would have two invisibility uh, uh, breastplates or whatever, uh, and then I have um, my preference was usually. I was totally a stealthy rogue. I, I will tell you right now, I would usually have catfall boots or the blink boots. I would usually have, um, uh, what was it called? Spirit Pierce. I think where it would like take your stam or bone smasher or, um, was it Lifebringer? Is that right? The one that would actually like take the health and heal. Mm -hmm. But you know, if they, they like nerfed one, you did, you switch over to the other one. Great sword of haste was really good too. Cause you tag somebody and every time you tag somebody, you're doing like this people were probably reporting me they're like he's using speed hacks i remember pnc and some people talk about it i'm like it's a great sort of haste man like no you're getting yeah. homie come on dude so i remember like doing all this stuff and i would get to the end and i'd have two breastplates on i'd have the what was it the breastplate of the dark pack too which was the one that absorbed uh yeah. damage so you could totally get out in the storm at the very end 
right? And if you were skilled enough, you could actually swap in the storm and use it too, by the way, which I would do sometimes, not always, but usually. And I'd wait and let watch them in their little circle as they were fighting and they'd be sitting there and they'd take each other out and homie with a little bit of health left i'm in the storm boom i'd come in and tag and it'd be the end it was i'm sorry there was a lot of nostalgia for this game <laughs> it was actually fun and i hated hated brs um i wasn't really a potion launcher person they were great and everything but i didn't like them bouncing around i, I didn't oh yeah i always killed myself with that thing <laughs> <laughs> it happens death happens from the from the potion launcher that's for sure it was fun one though. Of things, hmm? One of the things that I most remember about the second map was yeah. Stroud joining in. And yeah. oh my god, does he learn fast? Yeah. He learned so fast. Yeah, I never ran up against I him. him <laughs> I got to kill him once. He oh. took me out like three times afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so we could oh. we could talk about APOC like love it, hate it or not. It it served a purpose um and it was cool because from a from a aesthetic perspective for me the second map really showcased a, a really nice snapshot of another environment biome kind of vibe with the frost and all that and what that would look like and so whenever i watched the most recent live stream and i saw the frost dragon i totally had vibes from that map but they made so many aesthetic like changes and it just looks so much nicer. So again, if you didn't like it, like you couldn't, you couldn't, you had to be able to acknowledge the fundamental truth that they had been improving upon the game in different, different ways. And yeah. that yeah. clearly transferred over because if you played alpha zero and you played in like the PI test, for example, dude, you felt the vibes of APOC, but in the Alpha Zero environment, but same but different. So, same, same, but different. Yes. <laughs> so it was really good vibes, man. But, you know, I did have adventures in that game. I got to run with community members. We got to play together. It was great. You know, we built community bonds and, you know. Uh, Definitely. You know, and that's what I'm looking forward to, but we're going to be doing it in the MMORPG world. And best part, the world's watching no pressure right like will things break sure but we'll get to go on adventures together as this greater community and see how big that community really is i don't know man i kind of wonder i i can't help but wonder it just how much traffic it's gonna get honestly i think it's gonna be a lot yeah i agree like a lot maybe more than they are anticipating I think a lot, or maybe even more than Twitch is anticipating. And that's not hype. I genuinely think that it's going to be a lot more than we think. Definitely. Like, I, I, the current numbers that we have isn't going to be anything compared to. No. Comes. No. So. No. This is too funny. Oh, man. I have to see where these comments are coming from. Yeah, see some people were talking about with APOC, like the skills, the whole mechanic with skills on the gear threw me off. Yeah, you, it was definitely something that it took a while to get used to. I didn't feel like it was some people. I, I remember re reading a lot of people thought and felt that it's uh, that the that it was like a high skill game. And I didn't actually really feel that way. But maybe it's just because I've, of my experiences with other games, having played competitively in MMORPGs and arena based things, having played VRs. 
Um, to me, it felt very organic when I played it and it felt very natural and fluid. But I don't know, man, if you weren't used to that sort of stuff, it probably felt very foreign. Um, or if your brain just works a different way, it could have felt very foreign, but I don't know. Um, will next week be videos of you playing the game? Uh, it'll be live streams of me playing the game and videos of me playing the game, I'm sure. Right? And a bazillion other people, probably. Is it next week, though, NDA? Is it? I think supposedly. The... I think not 100%. Are you sure? I'm going to check because um... I, I know they changed it a little bit. Did they bit. change it? When did they change it? Because non NDA starts Friday. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's from 14th. Oh, yeah, no okay. NDA. 14th through the 21st. And then, yeah, because we did those phases happened already yeah i was like wait what oh my goodness i'm i'm getting too old for this yeah i was like wait a second <laughs> did they change it whoa i thought when they changed the timing this uh week long wasn't um it's because uh i don't know if i can say it sure mm -hmm. yeah the moving forward the plans are no nda yeah. showcases now that doesn't mean this is the other thing remember and i think this is important y'all I'm going to say this one more time. I've said it. I've said it for several podcasts now. Hear me on this, yo. Um, pay close attention. They have acknowledged when we read over the adventure packs and when we went over all this stuff. I want please hear me here. Remember, there will be NDA test likely happening too. Right. That could either happen during these times or could happen between the may and june and through the june test and stuff like that so be sure before you hit that going live button that you are accurate that this is one of them because if you got a pre-order pack you're mm -hmm. in not only the no nda stuff that happens but also the nda testing that happens so it's yep. very important you know this is a no nda or this is an nda test i'm playing and if I can stream or not, right? So be very clear. Make sure you know for sure. Because I'd hate for some people to be getting, you know, their accounts flagged or yeah. having consequences for, yeah. So, but 14th through the 21st is not NDA unless they change it. And the month of June, currently, no NDA. Again, unless something changes. We don't have any indicators for that, none of that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can't accidentally leak anything if you're not streaming. You want to be careful, though, right? You just got to make sure. Make sure. Okay. Steven doesn't want to use this and he does not want to use it. <laughs> right. Yeah. He really wouldn't. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a big, it's going to be a big show of force. Cause you know, from my perspective, I've had experiences of games that have been development that go into alphas and stuff and betas and both closed and open um, showcasing. And my experience is usually when you've got a longer test, you get a mm -hmm. burst of traffic initially and then it slowly tapers down. You see this even with like the old classic launches oh, yeah. or things with like ESO or any of your favorite MMORPGs, like the new content releases. You get a burst in the beginning and it trickles off. I think the week long one's going to be super busy. I think the beginning of the month long, uh, the month long one in June. Um, I think that one specifically, like a good week or two maybe. And then I think we'll see the dedicated audience that's going to give us an idea of the people that are probably going to be around consistently for ashes content period. Cause you definitely have both. You have the people that are part of the community 
that get in to look at the new stuff. And then you have the part of the community that's there all the time, right? They're mm-hmm. just around because they hang out with their friends. They watch the streams. They support the creators. They support the game. They want to see what's new. They want to learn how to go through things. So you've got like the two pieces. And that's why you see the spikes with new content for games as well. And then it trickles down to what your normal base is, maybe with a little bit of a heightened uh, number or whatever. But then it like trickles down. You can go look at the analytics for these on like plenty of pay- uh, places and stuff too. Um, you got all the promotional events and things like that. You also see this around like drops and things too, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of an interesting thing. I see it a lot with ESO. Like you see the drop weekends and then you're just, your traffic's so much higher than it normally is. Or you've got like a release week and it's, or a free to play week or whatever. It's so much higher um, than it normally is. So it's going to be interesting to see how Ash's uh, numbers are for from like a live stream perspective, because I think that's going to be our first indicators of what the, the community audience really looks like that's going to be around for live streams for the MMORPG. Um, Cause you'll see the peaks and the valleys and you'll see that sustained number. That's just there all the time, you know? So it'll be interesting. And there's the people that don't even want to like look at any of this stuff. Cause they're waiting until the game launches too. So there's like so many factors. Um, but you know, I guess here's my question guys. What adventures based on the things you know that are going to be in the alpha environment and friends for all of you watching or listening, this is for you too, because I want to know um, what adventures are calling to you based on like, you know, that there's questing, you know, there's world bosses, you know, there's sieges, you know, there's caravans and you know, there's uh the classes and you know that there's like a foundational level for crafting. Um, you know, these things are in there again, the basic most earliest iterations right there's gear and trade and all that that you could trade with people to make money to buy stuff what are y'all looking forward to what adventures are calling to you guys so daedalus basil thoughts all of the above uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I, I would i would say like primarily um you know for me it's just the exploration aspect in the castle sieges and the classes and kind of how experimenting with that and like working different builds and trying, you know, different things, I think to me is the most, uh, I would say the most enticing and that and the fact that crafting is like paramount to best gear versus, or at least comparable gear um, versus just going in and doing content. Cause I feel like, you know, most of the time in MMOs, crafters have gotten the shaft. So yeah, true. knowing that that's, that's like kind of a major, you know, area uh, that they're really wanting to work and beef up. I think that that to me is probably also say my, those two are my top two, right? As far as like exploration and castle sieges top and then crafting as well. Hmm. For me, it will be castle sieges creating with it comes exploration um and doing some of the raids mm-hmm. i think i think that um i would definitely try as it was said start the crafting see what different new mm-hmm. um i would also try to become mayor huh <laughs> Mayor Bunny. 
Mayor, uh, can you believe it? Mayor Bunny Faisal. I'll use what Steven did. Block, uh, body block everybody. And I'm the only oh, that's one. horrible, dude. <laughs> What's next, Faisal? Huh? The coin trick, too? You going to do that, too? You going to try to pull some shenanigans as well? Nah, coin trick, too walk, simple. Walk in the shade <laughs> of the sandal? Is that the... Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Walk well, in the shade of the sandal. I love it. You like that? I try. I try, man. I try for the show. You know, I do for the Ashes fan for you guys. Really, it's like a, you know, it's like a gift. Really, just kidding. <laughs> like, dude, you know what I'm wondering? Because you guys remember my reflections around the castle sieges? Hmm. Because we couldn't share visuals, but we could talk about it. Right. Large scale. So. I remember Alex was, which is Slurpee, one of the devs, was talking about in the last live stream very positively about the transferring of the code from the APOC world into, holy, you guys, I don't think you all understand, okay? Those of you that didn't play it or get to see it, you guys don't understand, man, like the scale of this. You've seen the keep that they show you, the castle and like the world currently we've seen. And it's a smaller one, I think they said. It's like much smaller scale that was there. So, yo, are we talking like at that scale that I experienced? Because like, dude, y'all don't know. They didn't showcase that fully. Not really. They never did. I wish they had. I wish, wish, wish they had. Like, that puts Castle Sieges and ESO to shame, dude. Mm. The scale of it is significant. Like, th when they talk about how long you could be in those, oh, I believe it. You, you, dude, you could be in those for a while fighting, for real. The, the thing, uh, I, I feel like they're uncomparable in a way from the what Ash's vision for uh, Sieges is going to be to ESOs. In, in a way, in the a scale? Yeah, absolutely. Like, because like ESO, you it's basically there's no objective for the defenders to do. They, they usually get gunned down with the siege engines, get the walls destroyed and whatnot, and then they go in and attack. Uh, but in Ashes, you have multiple objectives. You actually get buffs, bonuses. You capture a certain area. Yeah. Like, uh, right. So there's like a play, a dynamic play that rather than just, oh, let's focus one area. Now, I will say the early days, Prismia has got a great point. So in the earlier days of Cyrodiil, I would say it's, it was definitely different. Um, it was, it did have more of a feeling of objective base because you have like your outer keep walls, your inner keep <laughs> walls, and you get into these fights, which it still happens, but I mean, you couldn't just blow a door down like you can now or a wall down in the way you can. You, I guess. It, it took longer, right? So you could essentially, objective-wise, this is more so back then than now, though. So to be yeah. fair, I feel like your your point's a lot more accurate in present-day ESO, for sure. Because they did blow it down. You're basically like, you know, try to basically hold them off, usually inner keep, mm -hmm. based on numbers, sure. right? And it's yep. more numbers based now because you're not really mitigating very easily whether they're taking a wall or a door down anymore. Whereas before, 
your objectives really could be focusing on if you took enough down, you could repair the wall back actually effectively and repair it back and then take out siege and you'd have multiple holes in the walls. You're trying to hold the line, keep them from coming in, repair the walls back up while they're trying to come in while killing them and healing. And it was really great. But like now it's yeah, it's just not so much the case. It's it just isn't. It's unfortunate, but that's the truth. Um, So I feel like back in the day, it was more objective based than it is now. But scale wise, still significantly diminished in comparison from my experience. Now, I can't show you that. I could only talk about what Steven let us talk about. But it's a good point because if that makes it in, whoa, buddy, do we have some layers that could keep people going for a while. The replayability through an entire month playtest where you had that initial burst of people that maybe are there for a week or so, which I'm just throwing a week or so out there. It's my own gut kind of vibe on how I'd expect to see it analytically happen. It's how I've seen it with other games. A week or so, a week to two weeks down the road, the population diminishes, but, and the people streaming it diminishes too. But if you have people that want to win at a siege and things of that nature who want to take a castle down, well, man, they might still have an objective to kind of aspire to complete along the way. And then you've got a whole different set of circumstances for replayability. You know, how many, how many sieges did you win in the alpha that? month or week or whatever mm-hmm. you know how much awesome footage can a creator gather like how many great stories can a community you know tell later as a result of that so there's a lot of opportunities for you know i can imagine being in a siege he charges in gets a fireball uh a siege fireball and dies <laughs> Speaking of which, if you're looking for an awesome community for Ashes of Creation, Virtue is recruiting. And I might add, we are seeking community members first and foremost. Right? So, awesome community people. You hit up Wizzy McNasty in the Discord or here if you see her. Um, also, Emerson. Those are the two recruitment people you can hit up that can get you, get you sorted. I need to fix the command in there. But you know what? We're kind of at the end of the time, man. I just realized the time. We've literally been rambling and chatting we could chat ashes all the time, but friends next week's show should be in the middle of alpha one testing, right? So Sim might seem a little sleepy and tired, right? A little sleepy, a little tired, a little uh, off my rocker, but we'll be here. Right. And we'll be talking about, I'm sure our experiences thus far all the things we've had to experience. If it's on a Sunday, they roll on a Friday, Friday night, somewhere in there, depending on whatever time you got a day and a half, two days, maybe depending on when they open those floodgates. So it's going to be interesting to talk about our stories, man. Those of us that are testing and sharing in the experiences, those of you who are watching, potentially even playing, sharing in the experiences, it's going to be fun. This is it. You guys like we are at that. We're at the cusp of things, man. This is when the real journey and the real stories begin, you guys. So we're there. We're at the threshold, friends. It's going to be a good time. Discord's going to be lit. Our community's going to be lit. If you're not already in it, join discord.gg forward slash Simorg, S-I-M-U-R-G-H. You can get in there. uh, Check out uh, Ashes HQ in the upcoming month. There'll be a lot of curated uh, guides and things like that. If you're interested in joining the HQ team, hit me up, right? 
go to the Ashes HQ show. Or sorry, you can go to at Ashes HQ on Twitter. We do have an Ashes HQ Twitter, by the way, um, pinned to the top as well. So you can go and check that uh, post out if you'd like. And friends, as we're to the end of our stream today, we're going to go ahead and let our fellow Pathfinders here shout out their domains, where you can find them when they're not on this podcast. We'll go Daedalus. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash the Ashen Herald. And Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bagel108. Friends, thanks for hanging out with us as usual. This might be the end of our show today, but I just want you to remember whether or not you're on the show, whether or not you watch it live, you listen later, you catch the VOD. Remember, all of you that are here with us on this journey that contribute the comments, contribute um, by being here live. Remember, you all are also fellow Ashes Pathfinders, right? Much love to y'all friends and to Intrepid Studios. And till next time, live your best lives, my friends. Stay safe, walk in the light. And of course, have a great night. We'll catch you real soon. Bye, everybody. Take care, everyone. Bye.